0: Hello, and welcome to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. You have questions, I have questions, and we are exploring this community together. I'm your host, Philip Rebentish, Chief Storyteller of Got a Story Media. This episode is possible thanks to our sponsor, Three Wells, a company that is demystifying the new world of cannabis for grown-ups. Find them online at threewells.co. Be well, live well, do well. My guest today is Carson Humiston the Founder and Chief Executive Officer of Vangst, the cannabis industry's leading hiring resource. Through Direct Hire, Vangst Gigs, and its job board, Vangst successfully connects thousands of professionals with jobs in the cannabis industry. Vangst is listed on Entrepreneur's 100 Brilliant Companies of 2018, and Carson herself was selected for the 2018 Forbes 30 Under 30 list. I was curious about the kinds of jobs to be found within the cannabis industry, and I spoke with Carson by phone shortly before the MJ Biz Convention in Las Vegas. Tell me how Vanks got started. I mean, how did you learn about the need for cannabis recruiting?
1: Great question, and, you know, it's, it's a funny story. I was a senior in college at St. Lawrence University in upstate New York, and at the time I was running a student travel company called On Track Adventures that I had founded in 2012, and the business had wrapped on different campuses, primarily around New England. And basically, my friends and I would plan trips, and then the reps on the various campuses would sell the trips. And so you'd end up with 400 students in Montreal for the weekend. And it was a really fun business and a blast. And because of this, I had established a really strong database email list, of students who had either gone on the trips or had thought about going on the trips and then obviously they all graduated so so in recent college grads and i sent an email out to everybody asking which industries they were most interested in getting jobs in post-graduation and i was very surprised when an overwhelming majority came back saying they were interested in jobs in the cannabis industry which again as i said i was in upstate new york this is 2015. Companies are not going public in Canada, trading at a thousand times revenue. Right? This is not a cool, hot, sexy industry. It's it's the cannabis industry. Nobody's talking about it. So anyway, I was intrigued by this response and started researching the industry. And next thing I know, I was taking a week off of school to go out to Colorado to a conference. And it was a, there was a conference component and a trade show. So. I was walking around the trade show floor and I was just really impressed by all the types of businesses that existed from cultivation companies to extraction companies to retail companies to ancillary companies. All these different types of uh, businesses and listening to the politicians speak about what was happening in their state and what was you know, happening looking forward and looking at the projections and the market growth. And, and I started to, as everyone else, started to, to drink the Kool-Aid. And <laughs> I, asked, right. I, uh, I, I asked the businesses hey, what positions are you hiring for? And it was everything. It was everything from a chemical engineer to a horticulturalist, to a retail store manager, to just a regular outside sales manager, to marketing, to HR. And when I asked the companies right now, how are you going about finding your employees? They all said back, it's a huge pain point and a huge challenge. If we post our job on a traditional job board, it gets taken down because we're a federally, you know, we're operating in a federally illegal business. And so traditional job boards won't accept our jobs. Traditional staffing agencies, not only do they not have the expertise of, you know, the, the, the cannabis industry, but they won't work with us. So um, for Robert Half or a manpower, you know, they're not going to work with um, cannabis businesses. And there's no temporary employment issue. So because of all this, all the cannabis businesses were saying they were really limited to their own networks. And so you know, in my head, I'm now thinking I have a great pool of people that are looking for jobs, and they are they don't know how to find the jobs. And I have a bunch of businesses that are looking for employees, but don't know how to find employees. There's an opportunity to bridge a gap between cannabis businesses and professionals looking to get into the space. And so that's how uh, this whole idea uh, came came about.
0: You had an opportunity, and you took it. Yeah. That's amazing. So to follow up on that, um, it sounds to me like Vanks uh, does uh, offer a wide variety of recruiting recruiting services. Or are you just are you more specialized, or are you covering the entire industry?
1: So when you think about Vanx, it's, it's best to think about Vanks in two ways. So we do two things. We connect. You know, our number one goal is to connect cannabis businesses with the best talent on the market, and we do it in two ways. One is through direct hire placements and one is through bank gigs and so I'll, I'll start out on on direct hire direct hire is when a company is looking for an employee and they want the employee to be their own full-time employee and when we think about our direct hire business we have it broken out into different verticals so we have a cultivation vertical an extraction vertical a retail vertical and an ancillary vertical. And we have recruiters that specialize in all of the roles within those verticals. And we've actually recruited recruiters from other agencies that, that you know specialize in those areas. So on our cultivation front, we have recruiters who know the questions to ask large scale commercial horticulturalists, right? There's very technical components that go into a lot of these jobs. Same with the extraction side. So if we're recruiting a um, a chemist or an extraction technician or a lab director, we have the recruiters on our staff, actually we have a chemist on staff who's, um, you know, he was a chemist and he went into corporate IT recruiting, so he was a perfect candidate for us to, to be on our extraction recruiting vertical. On the retail side, we have recruiters that understand how to recruit folks out of, you know, high volume retail, understand how to recruit people out of um, restaurant, hospitality, and uh, have experience doing that. And then on the ancillary side, it's, you know, it's, it's the, the, the types of marketing, HR, just, you know wide range of positions and so you know we've pulled together this this group of recruiters with all different backgrounds and we've really brought them up to speed on the cannabis industry and you know, you know over the last two and a half years they've built an amazing network of people in the industry in these jobs and people looking to get into the industry um, for these jobs you know they, they can really explain to their candidates what the opportunity in the cannabis industry is um what you know what's happening with the state that we're thinking about placing the candidate in what's happening with with that company and so um you know that's one leg of our business and then the other leg of our business is for the huge seasonal need that the cannabis industry faces so right now about 35 percent of the cannabis industry labor is is on a seasonal basis and you, and you think about it you, you have cannabis that grows and then it needs to be taken down and so you may need trimmers for a week and then you won't need them for a long period of time and so your options are to hire your own trimmers for a week and then fire them or use a temporary and employment service and so that's what exactly what we offer we we built the platform and candidate's that, you know, go through our vetting process that are compliant with uh, their state's regulation um, have access to thousands of potential gigs. So if you're somebody that's looking to work, you know, maybe on, you know, a nine to five at, at a trimming gig, or you're someone that's looking to work from Monday through Friday for a packaging gig, chances are uh, we have those gigs and, you know, we can accommodate you you through VEX gigs. So, you know, in that, in that scenario, your bank's employees, um, you know, we take care of all the state and federal taxes, workers' compensation, insurance, et cetera, and um, we send you to our clients that have uh, seasonal or, or you know, as-needed work.
0: So you're really making it easier for the um, the uh, potential employers, right? Because are these these people that are working for you, are they employers uh, or employees of bank's, or do they become employees of yeah, the company where employees. you're placing them?
1: On direct hire, they become employees of the company we're placing them with. Okay. On Vanks gigs, they're Vanks employees. So they're our employees, they work for us. We send them to our clients on an you know, as our clients have as as needed projects, which for our clients is great. They don't they just they post their gigs. So they say, I need a trimmer from Monday through Friday, nine to five. They post their gigs. And then all of our employees get within a, you know, 10 mile radius of that gig It a text, pay hey, trimming gig near you um, Monday through Friday, nine to five, and they can apply to that gig. And then the c- customer can see, Oh, wow, this, this trimmer has worked 600 hours. They have all five-star ratings. They charge, you know, $14 an hour. Let's, you know, we'll accept this trimmer. And then the trimmer shows up to work and works the hours. And then at the end of the day, uh, they clock out and, and, and get paid, so that's that you, we definitely make it a lot easier for people that have seasonal problems.
0: So overall, what skill sets does the cannabis industry need right now?
1: It's such a tough question because everything. I mean, everyone thinks about this industry, and I get asked this question all the time. And everybody thinks of this industry as being so different than any other industry, but it's you know it, it, it's shaping out to be the same. If you're a cultivation company, obviously you need cultivators, so you need people that understand how to grow large-scale commercial cannabis or if they don't know how to grow cannabis large-scale commercial crops that can learn how to grow cannabis right so that's right. The, the, the actual hard skill you have there but then you also have um a finance need if you're running a you know 100,000 square foot greenhouse that's sending out you know thousands and thousands of pounds of cannabis a month um you need a finance director you need accountants you need controllers you need human resources right you have Hundreds of growers in, in the facility. You need marketing. You need sales. So, I mean, whatever people are currently doing in some other industry, those skill sets, those experiences, they can all be applied to the cannabis space. It's really no different than any other industry, but you're just taking your experiences and, and then applying it to the space. But right now, if you ask me, you know, Carson, what are the top jobs that we're filling? You know, the biggest. It's jobs in demand right now where they're seeing an overwhelming demand for cultivators, extractors, dispensary store managers, and then actually outside sales is, is a very common role in the industry, you know, particularly because it's there's a lot of challenges with marketing. And so outside sales channels is often, you know, the best way to, to, to get product, service, technology, whatever it is that you're trying to sell in front of customers.
0: For professionals that are thinking about making a transition into a career in cannabis, how does the industry differ culture-wise? I mean, you said that some of the job roles are are similar, but what should professionals know about how working in the the cannabis community, the culture might be a little different?
1: The culture is different, and I don't have a ton to compare it to because I went from student travel, which is interesting, to cannabis, which is interesting. But... From people that I, um, I talk to about what the major differences are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think there's three things that we can point out. One, the, the entire industry is a startup. And so, you know, every company is a startup and the industry is a startup. So just the, the, the general fast-paced movement and startup environment, startup mentality you're coming out of a really big company where there's 5,000 employees and for every issue that comes up, there's eight people to go and solve that issue. And,
0: you know, you can sort of
1: pass your problems to the next person and just slide through. That doesn't happen in the cannabis space because, again, it's just that startup nature. So, you know, I think that's a big part of the culture. Two is is the regulations. It's very unique in the, in the sense that we're operating in a federally illegal industry and every state <laughs> has a different set of rules. And so, Right. You you know, our business in Colorado is very different than our business in California just because of the, you know, employment rules that differ for for cannabis businesses in in Colorado versus cannabis businesses in California and the ever changing regulations. Right. There can be. Right. Right. You know, um,
0: the bane of the industry right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, banking. Right. So, I mean, the the general uncertainty, um, I think, is different. And then there's a lot of passion around actual cannabis and so you go to a it's funny i was at um lunch with one of our investors yesterday and we i was telling her how next week we're going to mj biz the 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 conference and there's you know we're rsvp to like 40 after parties or something like that and she was <laughs> asking me about, right you know, she was asking me about what, the, what she was asking me about what what the parties are like and i said you know it's very very common that if we're in a legal state and, and we're at a venue that allows consumption the cannabis consumption is very much a part of the event in very normal. And so for me, when I was you know, transitioning into this industry and I'm going to parties and everybody is standing around smoking joints, I was very taken aback, right? I I, I just was not used to um, having a part of my day-to-day life, let alone my professional life at a professional you know, networking type party. So I think that's somewhat of a shock to some people are coming into the space. So, um, you know, that, that, that piece about just cannabis consumption and cannabis passion is definitely there.
0: And, you know, that you think about it, you go to most traditional networking events and there's always alcohol, right? So it makes of sense course. that at cannabis events... Um, yes, people might be partaking in that, but I completely understand that because I'm getting back into the industry. Um, you know, I was, I was, as a young man, um, used cannabis purely for recreational purposes. Um, but now, since <laughs> I've been getting, right? Now, since I've been getting into it as a professional, um, I can relate to that because it, it is different. And that's, that's one reason I wanted to ask you that question because people need to be prepared for that. If you're going to be in the cannabis business, you, you kind of need to understand what it's about.
1: You don't need to. You don't need to go to the event and smoke your brains out. I'm not. (laughs) Right. I'm personally not a huge uh, cannabis consumer. I'm not a huge alcohol consumer. I don't take a lot of Advil. I certainly don't do any type of um, illegal drugs. And so, for me, I you know if I was going to a networking event, the likelihood of me having a glass of wine uh, is, is pretty slim, and the likelihood of me smoking a joint is pretty slim. But I think you just have to go into it. Being aware that it's going to be a part of it, I don't think if you go into the party and you don't consume cannabis, that everyone's going to think you're a huge loser. I mean, actually, people <laughs> right. may think I'm a huge loser. I don't know.
0: They, <laughs> oh, I doubt that. I doubt that very much, Carson. But they
1: might. <laughs> uh, they might. But uh, the point is, is that you have to expect it. You don't. You certainly don't have to do it. You know, to be. You know, you're not going to be an outcast if you if you don't partake.
0: So, do you see any um, knowledge gaps? that are common uh, for people in their understanding of the cannabis business? I mean, is there something that fundamentally a lot of people don't understand when they're starting to get into the business?
1: Sure. I tell people, people ask me, what do you do for a living? And I say that I run a cannabis recruiting company and they say, well, what positions do you recruit for? Uh, Bud tenders and trimmers, right? I think there's a very big misconception about, how big the industry actually is and how many jobs there actually are. There's, there's going to be right now, there's somewhere around 160 to 200,000 people employed full-time in the space, not to mention over 35,000 part-time workers in the space. And this number is expected to reach well above 400,000 over the next five years. And so there's a ton of full-time jobs, a ton of people that have devoted their careers to this. And no, nobody really knows. Right. I mean, we, we have a client, um, And a a close friend of mine, uh, LeafLink, and they have a awesome marketing department and their head of marketing came from another startup marketplace that grew really quickly. And, you know, I think that a lot of companies don't think about, wow, here's a cannabis company with a great marketing department that's pulling talent from all these really cool tech startups. right? you just wouldn't you just wouldn't think of that or. We have another client, uh, Native Roots, which is a huge, huge retail chain. We um, placed their uh, director of retail. We placed their director of HR. And I think that that blows people's minds, right, that that you could pull someone um, from a huge oil and gas company doing HR to go and place them at at a cannabis company doing HR. So I just think that the general sense of the jobs that exist is, is there's a disconnect.
0: Do you have any um, data on the ratio between men and women in the cannabis business? Are there opportunities for women?
1: Yeah, there's so many opportunities for women. I mean, the, the cool thing about the cannabis industry is that since we're starting it from nothing, it's not like you're breaking into an industry dominated by white men. It's just getting started. And so we as business owners have the opportunity to create one of the most inclusive industries in the world, and I know the, all of our clients are prioritizing um, minority inclusion and they're building um, you know, their HR plans accordingly so that they can make sure that they have an extremely diverse staff. You know, the, the amount of studies that come out um, showing the um, productivity amongst diverse staff is, is, is insane. And so I think that there's a ton of opportunities for women. And I think businesses are really prioritizing I don't have for you the exact number of men versus women in the space. We um, are coming out with a new job report in early 2019, recapping 2018, and we're trying to get some um, hard numbers on um, men versus women in the space. So I'll definitely be able to give you a better answer on that early next year. But my read is that there there's awesome women coming into the industry every day. I mean, I look at our company, we have over 70 employees and more than 40 of them are are, are women. And, and they're great. I mean, it's just a known fact that women are better than men. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I definitely think there's opportunities for women.
0: I love that. Um, so which states are ramping up the most from cannabis gigs? I mean, in other words, where are the jobs?
1: So if you look at a, if you just look at a map of where the majority of jobs are, you know, I think there's about 60,000 people employed full time in California. I mean, obviously, that is the largest market in the US, and it will be the largest, in my opinion, cannabis market in the world. Like, people are so excited about about um, Canada, uh, you know, nationally legalizing cannabis. And very exciting for us, very excited for all of our clients there. But California is, you know, going to be a much bigger market than, than all of um, Canada. Just based on the sheer population in California, um, so that's where the majority of the jobs are. The second biggest market is Colorado for jobs, and the third is Washington. So those still remain um, the three biggest, and then the recreational states follow, just because there's more customers available, so businesses you know sell sell more and need larger staff, and then followed by uh, uh, the medical states. But for us, our you know the biggest states for us are. California, Colorado, and Washington.
0: So, Carson, what should politicians understand about the jobs that the that legal cannabis is creating?
1: I mean, we, it's created 160 thousand full time jobs, um, you know, in, in, the, in the last couple of years. And think about you know, you think about Colorado's doing over a billion dollars in, in in tax revenue and and employing over. 40,000 people full time, it's a huge economic impact that just straight up didn't exist before the, the industry was was born. I mean, Colorado has, I think, the lowest unemployment rate in, in the country. And maybe fact check me on that before we go live with it. But Yes, I'll have my low. staff do that. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't have a staff. I don't have a staff, but I will check.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. But, um, <laughs> we'll check. You know, it's it, 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 it's um yeah it's very low unemployment rate and it's I you know obviously a big part of it has to do with all the jobs that this in awesome industry has created
0: what's your take on um, descheduling and when do you think the federal government might you know take some serious action about that and removing it as a as a controlled substance
1: I mean it's a million dollar you know more than a million dollar question um, I I don't know to, to the truth, I think today's election day. I think it will be very interesting to see what happens. There's several states on the ballot. It will be interesting to see um, if there's, you know, if the Democrats take control of the House. Right. I I don't know. I I don't think under the current administration, it seems very likely that cannabis will be um, federally legalized. There's been no indications thus far that um, that is the plan. But At the end of the day, right, the the vast majority of the American population supports legalization um, on a recreational and medical level. And the states that have legalized have seen tremendous economic impacts. And on top of that, um, it's saving millions and millions of people's lives. I mean, nobody's ever died from consuming cannabis versus alcohol ruins so many people's lives. So many people die. You can't over, you know, no one's dying from um, consuming cannabis, and on top of it, you know, I I've met with um, parents whose kids are having 12 to 16 seizures a day. Nothing will cure the seizures, and they put cannabis lotion on their foot, and the the kid is suddenly not having seizures anymore. It's just it's very common sense to me that we can um, you know give our kids addictive drugs um, that ultimately end up killing them, or use a mm-hmm. cannabis lotion. It's just, it, it seems very no brainer to me, but again, there, there's there's definitely people out there that, that maybe still disagree.
0: Well, and hopefully that'll change, right? And that's what we're all hoping for. And, and I think we all know what's on the horizon, but I think you're I right. I mean,
1: it's just, it's straight it's, up ignorance. It's exactly. straight up ignorance. I mean, people that people are living in the stone ages and not moving forward with the times. I mean, you even, I mean, but again, it's getting better and better. I think about uh, my grandparents' response when I told them I was getting into the cannabis industry, very freaked out, do not think it's a good idea. And now my grandparents who 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 live in Florida are texting me asking me um when dispensaries are gonna open and they and you know what products can they recommend for their back and (laughs) shoulder. And and their friend their friend wants to know about this and that. And you know, when are you gonna open an office in Florida? Go cannabis (laughs) industry. So it's just even in the last three years, right, you've seen this huge this huge shift.
0: I love that I, I have an article coming out um, soon called cannabis conversations which is exactly on that topic so um, I love to hear that that story from your own personal <laughs> perspective so um, I have kind of a unique question for you um, I haven't been able to ask anybody else this but have you run across the situation about employers having policies regarding cannabis use at work yeah we, we
1: know we have Um I, I, I generally, you know, generally speaking, my policy on it and, and the bank policy on it is that you wouldn't come, you wouldn't come to work under the influence of alcohol and therefore you shouldn't come to work under the influence of um, cannabis or any other drug, right? Then the question comes up if, you know, if you're being prescribed cannabis as some form of a medicine, right? And so it is kind of a... um it is kind of a fine line. I think that for us, our policy is that we don't want your judgment to be impaired when you're doing a job right under any type of substance. And so if, if you consuming substance, I mean, if you consuming cannabis, you know, it uh, doesn't allow you to do your job, then you, you know, you, you, you can't consume at work. I don't think, you know, anyone on our staff, um, is a medical patient or has a need for it. But if it came up and somebody did, we would certainly work with them and um, make sure that they were getting the medicine that they needed. But as a general rule, Vance is a no consumption of anything um, place, And I think that's the way that the majority of cannabis businesses are, are going.
0: Well, and that makes sense. You need to be able to perform your job, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's nobody that's working at, at a tequila company taking tequila shots all day. It's just, it's not the case. And people that work at Bud Light aren't drinking Bud Lights all day. Right. We're, you know, and I I don't think people in the tobacco industry are smoking cigarettes all day. We're all here to do a job and this is just the industry that we work in. People working in an ice cream store aren't eating ice cream all day, right? It's just, they're doing it after hours.
0: It would be very tempting though, I think. I mean, I think that involves a lot of willpower. (laughs)
1: I did work at an ice cream store, and I gained about 50 pounds. So, yeah, it's hard (laughs) to not eat ice cream, I guess, all day when you're working at an ice cream store.
0: Yes, but now you're running marathons, so it's all good.
1: And now I'm running marathons, and it's all good, But and and this was in high school.
0: (laughs) So, Carson, where can people find you online?
1: Thanks.com.
0: All right, we'll put that in the show notes. And I want to thank you so much for taking time uh, to speak with t- with me today. It's been a genuine pleasure. And, again, we haven't had anyone on the recruiting side of things, so that's why I was really looking forward to talking uh, with you and sharing this uh, with my audience. That's awesome.
1: I mean, it was, I had a blast doing the conversation. It went by so quickly, so thanks for thinking of us, if you ever want to speak with one of our candidates who we've placed or one of our clients who's doing a lot of hiring, just just let us know and we'll make the introduction.
0: Thank you for listening to Cannabis for the Rest of Us. Please subscribe and help us grow. Check out our show notes for more information about this podcast and Got A Story Media. You can find us at gotastory.com. That's G-O-T-T-A-S-T-O-R-Y.com.